Welcome to the Beyond the Leash podcast, your number one source for everything canine. Eric Stramans has you covered on the latest training tips, techniques, and more. No more clicker training bullshit constantly bribing with treats. Just balanced dog training that works. Now, here's your host, Eric Straitmans. Well, hello, 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 here on another Tuesday on the Beyond the Leash podcast. My name is Eric Straitmans, owner of Beyond the Leash Canine Training. I am joined once again. Thank God she came in. <laughs> Narice is back in her chair. Narice Hall is in the house. <laughs> Narice Hall and a eight and a half month old fetus of nine, some kind. Nine months. Are they fetuses at this age? What are they? They're something. I think they're still technically a fetus There's until they come out. Embryo. There's something, and then there's. I think there's still different f- stages of these things. I think it's still a fetus until it comes out. Yeah, I guess a fetus now. I don't know the yeah. rules. I actually, I was, I was I, like, again, we always say this. Sometimes we record two or three of these in a week, and that makes my life easy because I don't have to stress. Yeah. I just used the last one in the bank, one me and Lee and Jesse did on elderly dogs, and I don't have any left. And then Jesse's like, I need, like, her family. She needs to spend time with her family. She's yes. spending all her time here. She says, Eric, I need a weekend off. And she's almost asking me, like, Please, like, you don't, I go, you don't work here yet. You're an apprentice. You're not making mm-hmm. money. Of course, you don't have to be here. <laughs> Take a weekend off. I'm sure uh, her daughters will like that. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do a podcast? And we only got two days to do it. Well, if I didn't know you were coming in today. I go, hopefully someone's going to, I was actually going to put the word out. Who's coming in before the e-caller seminar? And I'll come in even on a long day. Because I have to do one. Yeah. <laughs> There's no more left. And then magically, eight and a half months old Narice walks in the building this morning. Yep. What, was, what was that about? Was Something to do? Something to do. <laughs> get out of the house, get moving. Yeah, just spending time out. Like, cause, I mean, during the what week. Are they, like, I don't even know. I have yeah. no, I'm completely ignorant. What do they tell you when you're pregnant? Is it good to move? Yeah. A little um, bit, not move, exercise too much. You might induce it's, it's, labor. What happens? It's all about, um, I mean, obviously listen to your doctors. Yeah. Um, listen to your doctors. Um, but it like, as long as it's like a healthy pregnancy, like not like not high risk, um, you are supposed to still exercise a little bit. Yep. Um, it's still, it's good to move around, especially... Um, I've got gestational diabetes, which will go away once the baby's born. Yep. Um, but part, I don't even know what that is, but uh, um, so it's essentially type two diabetes, so insulin resistance. Um, and but part it's of because of the hormones. Yeah, it's because the, of the har- hormones and everything. Yep. And part of diabetes management is getting a little bit of exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, getting out. So like my exercise for the for Saturday mornings is coming out to do dog training. Yep. 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 <laughs> Um, so it was a little happy, happy happenstance or whatever the hell you say that, that you came in. Cause I also have, we had a class graduate last week and we don't have yep. another class till next week. So yep. uh, we got a, I was going to go home and like tidy up or get some food or whatever. I'm like, God, there is here. <laughs> I go, we can do a podcast and I only have to get, come here extra time, which is great. Um, so we just sat through an, a novice class, yep. me, you and Justin, and they're really, really good. They're really, really good. Oh, and yeah. before we get there, okay, I can't forget, this podcast is brought to you by the good people at Big Country Raw. Feed your dog what Eric feeds Nico, Big Country Raw. And if you go to Big Country Raw's website, bigcountryraw.ca and backslash 
BTL. For Beyond the Leash, and remember, you will get a 15% discount code coupon thingy thing. Which um, I got to call them because one of my people said they tried to use it at uh, Wren's or something and they wouldn't take it or something. Hmm. Uh, because they said they need a QR code and it's not coming with a QR code. I don't know. I'm going to have to call them next week. Hmm. Say, what the hell? Yeah. I think because most of the people are buying it online. Maybe. I think the stores are having a hard time if you don't have an actual code QR or something. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, So that class, they're really, really good. That was only down week today, which I've only been here for four weeks. Yeah. And like most of them are healing fantastic. That class is really good at healing. Oh, yeah, they are. The heel's really good. Like most of them, except that one guy I yelled at. Yeah. I had a J and a leash the whole time. They're yeah. all sitting forever. And they weren't an easy class at first. They were really, really tough. But what are they all bad with? Consistency. Consistency. Oh, my God. I want to s- smash my head against a fucking wall for all the inconsistencies I see there. Um, again, we've already kind of dabbled in this topic a few times, but we're going to revisit things on the podcast because I think we've done 115 now or something crazy like yeah, that. We've done a lot. <laughs> we've done a lot. And you've done probably 80% of them. <laughs> uh, maybe not 80 because you weren't there in the first when she was here. Yeah. But after that, you probably did 80% after that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you've done about 45 podcasts yourself. Probably. Yeah, at least. Yeah. That's your, used to be your chair. <laughs> um, so we've already dabbled in this, but it's such an important topic, like more important than almost everything you do in dog training. First up, did he just unplug something? Because I can't hear anything. Oh, Nico. maybe he did. Ah, I think it's just my headphones, but Nico did that. Hold on, hold on. You can hear me? I can hear you. Oh, uh, it's just the headphone. He unplugged the headphone. Check, check, check. Okay, that's better. Nico, move over here. He just touched all the wires, and I got to get re... I redid those wires. I don't know if you know that. They were all going out on that side. Yeah. And then I got... Went to Long and McQuaid, and I got... Instead of, like, we MacGyvered all the wires, <laughs> my buddy made the wires, made connections. I just got 20-foot wires and put them over there. Um, so let's talk about this. Again, a lot of this stuff I've already discussed, but it's important to know. Um, when I used to go into people's homes years ago, I don't do that anymore, but I used to go into people's homes. I used to do what's called a puppy consultation for a long time before I even started my classes. I just go in there and talk about puppy. So I used to go in people's homes and just for example, we got a family of four mom, dad, two teenage kids. And I can be in there for 10 minutes. And within 10 minutes, I'm actually speaking of a specific occasion. I heard the mom say, sit. Dad said, sit down. What does sit down mean? It it, It means sit. It doesn't mean down. So you're saying sit and sit down to mean the same thing. And then the daughter said down, which to a dog, that's going to sound like sit down more than it sounds like down. You know what I mean? It sounds like the same thing you were asking. And then the son says lay down. So we got four people in a family. Within 10 minutes, I heard sit, sit. For one, sit down. Another one said down. Another one said lay down. Three of them had down in it, but only two of them meant down. And they all sound different to the dog. Consistency is so important. Um, I always talk about this because a lot of times it's it's not even consistency. It's just habit forming. Yeah. 
Dogs love routine and they love habit. And I'm sure you've heard this story many, many times about my two Belgian Malinois and the electric toothbrush. Oh, yeah. So at my old place, because I had a, a bungalow and there was a guy renting the basement, and I would show people in my house, i go, watch this, and I'd pull up my electric toothbrush. And no matter where my dogs were, one could be in the bedroom, the other one's in the kitchen, and I just hit that noise of the electric toothbrush, and both my dogs would run to the back door immediately. And my people would go, oh my God, that's amazing. I know you're a dog. You trained them to do that? I go, no, fuck no, I didn't train them to do that. And they go, well, why did they do that then? I go, think about it. Before I go to bed or before I leave the house, which you're talking two, three times, you might leave the house in and out, in and out, in and out. So let's say on average three or four times a day, I do two things before I go to bed or leave the house. What are those two things in order? Brush your teeth and then let the dogs out to pee. Yes. So if I'm going out, I brush my teeth first, let the dogs out for a pee if I'm going out. Or if I'm going to bed for an eight-hour thing, brush my teeth before I go to bed. I hope people do that. And then let the dogs out. So it became not a true... It just became like Pavlov's dogs when they ring the bell and they salivate. The dogs heard the noise, ran to the back door. Yeah. Because it just became habit-forming. So, because dogs are so habit-forming, you can either take this as an advantage to your dog training, or if you don't use it, it's going to be a major, major disadvantage. Um, Everything in our school has a rule, and every rule has a rhyme and a reason, yes? Everything. You you know all the rules. And that's what we're having a hard time with, with the new clients, because they don't understand... um, that simply that family that was saying it would be better if they all said just sit and then they all said just down, not lay down, not sit down. Let's all stick with one command that means one thing so it's consistent throughout the household. You're confusing the dog and you're making their life harder. You're making your life harder because the dog's not going to get it. Yeah. Um, let's go over some rules that we have. Uh, oh, I just had this. I just put up on the social media, on the Instagram, I put in a, to music, um, we did a class. We do, I think every Thursday is going to be that now. I don't think we're going to have a Thursday where we ever have callers on. Mm. That used to be our advanced day, actually. Yeah. We used to run a lot of the, but we've just done two advanced days in a row where we did what's called naked training. Don't worry, we have clothes on. <laughs> um Naked means we don't only take off their correction collar and leash. We take off the flat buckles. We take off our harnesses, anything that's touching the dog. And that's probably the hardest thing you'll ever do, yes? Oh, yeah. And I did this little video where everybody's like walking away with the right foot. Because what does the right foot in our school mean? Stay. And when I we first teach to heal, which foot do we always step them away with? Left. Left. And they were making mistakes today with that, I noticed a couple. And the reason being is because to me, I teach stay and I'm very big on I stays, but the word is fucking redundant. Yeah. Because if I told my dog to sit, how can they do anything but stay? They're not allowed to do anything else. Yeah, exactly. But at first they don't know which foot means what. And it's not training. It's not training. It's like the electric toothbrush. If you always walk away from Artemis from day one, when you say stay and it's always the right foot that leads. 
And whenever you say Artemis heel and you always step with the left foot, how long did it take her to figure it out? I think she figured it out before the novice class was over. Yeah, she figured it out real quick. Yeah, as long as you're consistent. If you're yeah. in, half the people in here, they're still doing it wrong in week seven. There's yeah. no reason their dog should get it. And I shouldn't expect them yeah. to have it. I should yell at the owner, which I do. <laughs> <laughs> and this is such a good thing to have because you could be on your phone having a conversation. I can look the other way. And I, I as soon as Nico sees my knee... I mean, move an inch. He's already walking with the foot. Yes. Yeah. And probably Artemis too. Oh yeah. Um, if if I can look the other way and step with my right foot super fast, he's not going to move. And in this video, we were doing downs from a distance with naked dogs, and we kind of get triggered right from the beginning. You don't have to do it at the end. Yeah. But they still walk away with an exaggerated foot. Yes. Yeah. People can see my. They say, "Oh, I saw I knew, my neighbor got a puppy, and I knew he was coming to you because I saw him walking away with the stupid, exaggerated feet." And we do that at the beginning to help the dog out. But everybody in this video walked away with an exaggerated white right foot. I do that when we do sit in motion and I'm going by other dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. You just get in the yeah. habit of it. Which, again, habit. People learn from habit. That's why we make it easier on our dog. So I got this comment 22 hours ago. And I didn't explain the foot. You're just seeing the foot. Everybody's stepping away with an exaggerated right foot. And she said, uh, so can I ask why the move with the right leg? And a little question mark. And she doesn't know, but my answer was, because if they stepped with the left foot um, first, they, all these dogs would heal. We instilled this from day one. Right leg means stay, left foot leg means heal. heal oh, sorry, heal with me. If you do this properly, it makes the redundant command of stay obsolete, and you never have to use it again. Yeah. And that basically comes down to what C word? Consistency. Consistency. Again, I, I almost have a struggle getting upset with a dog when they break a stay when the person led with the heel foot. Yeah. Even though the owner commanded stay, let's say it's an intermediate dog. Yeah. They command stay, and then they step with the wrong foot, which is the left foot, which means heel to the dog, and then they end up correcting the dog. I go, yeah, the dog broke your stay, but you actually told them to heel with the left foot. Yeah. Because you're inconsistent, it's making life wrong, hard on the dog. Yeah. Um, let's go over some other rules. Just some basic rules and yeah. why it matters. Um, when we say commands, we have two kinds of commands. What are they? Stationary and action forward. And stationary and action forward. And that's the two. We There's three and two in, in novice. Um, what does stationary mean? Not a command. What does it mean? It's just they're not moving. They're not moving. Yeah. Give me some examples of stationary commands. Sit down, stay. Sit down and stay. They're all the novice ones. What I mean, and I work this well when I say it in person, I actually, look, I'm a dog. Sit, and I put my bum down like yeah. I'm sitting. Down, and I go down with my arms like I'm a dog. And I stay. I go, there was no action forward. Action forward means you're moving. What are our two action forward ones, the main ones? Heal and recall. Heal and come. Yeah. And in our school, again, you're not going to hear this a lot of other places. We only say the name on an action forward command yeah. because, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain this over a podcast. I've explained it in that room a hundred times. Yeah. If I'm a dog and I'm 50 yards away 
and I want that. Your dog is 50 yards away. And I, this isn't going to be good because I actually do the motion, the motion when I explain it in the room. Yeah. Um, and your dog's 50 yards away and you want that dog to down, which is what kind of command? Stationary. Stationary. And let's say it's Fido. And if you say down, let's say Fido's looking at a squirrel on the other side uh, over that, that way, not looking directly at you. Yeah. And you say down, that dog 98% of the time will simply down. Yeah. That's what you want him to do. If you say, Fido down, you know what happens? On the Fido, they take two steps quickly. Yeah. Because you hear your name and you move. And so every rule has a rhyme and reason. And how many times do you see people make mistakes in the next level where they said, not Artemis down, but Artemis down? Yeah. And what usually happens? Dog moves. The dog moves because of the consistency. And when we say it with the, the the heel and the cum, it actually gets them in the motion forward. So yeah. you stick with it, and the rule is the rule from now to eternity. Yeah. That's why I say my classes are so hard at the beginning two weeks because the owner is actually learning more rules than the dog at first. Yeah. They probably learn 80% of what they got to learn in lesson one and two. Yeah. Then we get more on the dog. Once you, and then, But once you learn, they always tell people why it's easy is because like math or science when you were a kid, if you learned a rule in grade two, it's still, you will learn a rule in lesson one, it's still a rule in lesson four. That rule in grade two is still a rule in grade six. Yeah. Still a rule in high school. Still a rule in college and university. A math or science rule is consistent. Numbers are consistent. We want the dog training to be consistent. Yeah. Um, it's just so important for how you teach the dog. Now, here's another thing, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on a previous podcast, but it all goes hand in hand. Um, years ago, I did a seminar with a woman. I can't remember her name. It was got to be 15, 20 years ago. And she was a dog trainer part-time. She was a professor full-time. She taught university kids, but she also taught autistic kids, and mm-hmm. she was autistic. So we got autism woman, it's low end to low end, um, taught university kids, taught autistic children, like, I don't know, five to 10 or whatever. And she also was a part-time dog trainer. And she was a speaker at this, this seminar. And I met her and I pulled her aside and had a little conversations with her. And she says, what you got to understand, Eric, I don't know if you've ever been told this, but dogs are kind of like learn in a same manner or fashion that an autistic kid learns. Mm-hmm. And what she said to me is they do not generalize. Now, I knew this without her saying this, just from having experience with dogs, because you can teach a dog a down from the side all day long, yeah, and they'll figure it out. But then you go, say, down from in front, and you might as well speak another language. It's like Chinese to them. It's like, what? So here's what this woman told me. That's why, and that's why it's always one step at a time. Let's teach stay from the side before we teach stay from the front because they're not generalizing. Yeah. And make it, you want to go fast, but you want to make it gradual, baby steps, one step at a time. And what she told me was this, and again, don't write into me if this isn't true. This was 15 years ago, so maybe the thoughts on autism has changed. I don't know. Autism has become a lot bigger in the last 15 years. Um, She said, if you take an autistic 10-year-old, and you hold up a picture of a blue Cessna with propellers, yeah. like, a, like a little four-person place, a Cessna, and it's blue, and it's got propellers. And you look at and you show that kid, and you say, this is a plane. He's going to register immediately. Okay, plane, got it. Blue, yeah. 
got propellers, blew, and it's that big. And then that day or later on or even tomorrow, you hold up a picture of a white 747 with jet engines. And you say, this is a plane. That kid is going to go, nope, 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 nope. It's white. It doesn't have those twirly things on the front of the, the wings. It's not, it's just different. That's not a plane. So that's what a dog is doing too when you teach, which is why being consistent right from day one is so important. Yeah. Um, they don't generalize. So you got to make, you know what I love? Brody's mom and her yeah. down. Even if you teach a dog down and you go down, down, that's about my down, down. That's what I yeah. say all the time, down. If I looked at Nico and I went down, I 100% guarantee you he wouldn't down. Yeah. What's Brody's mom down loud sound like? I got it. I because I call I copy it all the time because I love it. You know why I love it? Because she's the only one that's ever going to say that to her dog. So just like when people teach other languages to lessen the likelihood the dog's going to listen to another person, yeah. I bet you Brody won't listen to anybody else. It just says down normal. Yeah. This is hers. Down. Yeah. Down. And it's great because he's the. I get. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. If he's here today, I'm going to walk up to him and say down, and then I'm going to get her to go. Actually, I might do it myself. Yeah. First, I'll go down, and he probably won't down. And if I go down, <laughs> he's probably going to down. Yeah. Maybe I will film that next time Brody comes in, and we will see how true that is. Yeah. Because even the consistency of how you say the word is so important. Yeah. It's just got to sound the same. The proof I know that they're not actually listening to words, they're listening to the sound and tone, which we've got to be consistent with the sound and tone, is I show this with people, I go, watch, I say, sit. If you say, shit, and it sounds like sit, the dog's going to sit every time. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, if you say, sit, and then your dad says, sit, it's probably going to be a little different. Yeah. Um, so... Consistency is so important. Um, they like habits. They like everything. But then sometimes consistency can be a bad thing. And you do. I don't know if you you looked at me and now you yeah. didn't even know I was going to say this. Sometimes consistency can be a bad thing. It's a great thing in dog training. Um, sometimes in a training session, you want to change the habit. Yeah. Like, for example, we kept going around the one dog park. Yeah. And every single time I helped Jesse with this, she would always place her on that tree stump. Because yeah. that looks really impressive when she does that. And yeah. I think that's why she's doing it. And then I noticed we can't walk by that tree stump without her dog anticipating time to go to the tree stump. Yeah. So, I don't even know if I'm saying this right. Whereas the consistency with what you're doing is always important. Sometimes breaking the consistency is good for the dog's non-anticipation. Yeah. I'm very guilty of that for one thing in the next level. Do you, are you figuring out what I'm going to say? It's very, very consistent in a bad way. When we walk in front of our dogs and we do the three commands from in front. Yeah. We always do in a certain it's order. It's always in the same order. Yeah. You walk away in a sit-stay and it's down, sit, Nico stand. Yeah. And I do that partially because those are hard things to teach at the beginning. Yeah. And it's nice to be consistent. But then we got to mix it up sometimes. We got to put them in a down, walk away and say stand first. Yeah. 
Don't say sit, down, stand, always in that order. That makes it easy, especially when we leave the room. It yes. makes it really easy. So although we've just talked about a podcast for 23 minutes, <laughs> that consistency is so important. Sometimes once you get to a higher level, you want to break the consistency on purpose. Yeah. Well, one thing that I do with Artemis is when, um, so if I'm walking her and we come to a stop, um, if I don't say sit, like if I just come to a stop, like I, I know I'm going to cross the street like quickly or whatever, or like I'm, I'm doing training with her. If, if I don't say sit I, and she sits, that's cool. If she doesn't sit, I don't care. We actually so, talked about this yeah. the other day. We just had a conversation about this. Yeah. And that's more of a personal thing to well, me. Well, yeah, that's a personal th- thing. But there, there, to yeah. me, to me, you should get a default. If you want that default for your dog to be in a stand every time you just stop, yeah. you know who love who you know who I have a hard time with the people in the yeah. dog world for training with us because we usually ask them to sit when they. You know who I'm going to talk about? Probably no show people. Oh yeah, people that show their dogs because we teach them to sit automatically. Yeah, or the first thing we teach them is to stop and sit. They actually in a show. They want their dog to stand yeah. and sit. So you should have a default if you don't say anything in my books. Yeah. But you should be able to say whatever. That's why I'm I, before, you know, sometimes, okay, we're going to run this class for the next 10 minutes. If I say halt, put them in a down right away instead of saying sit. Yeah. Some of the new dogs have a hard time with that because they've been saying, they've been doing sits all the time as they stop. Yeah. So that's really up to you. I don't really care. Again, I got a show person starting this week and I said, she goes, I go, it's pretty easy to change that. You can like turn your stand into a default sit. Yeah. You should have a default though. Yeah. Um, the other thing, like I said, consistency does make things easier. Another thing where consistency, again, this is about how important consistency is. There's a few, there's a few places where consistency is no good. Um, Training your puppy or new dog around your neighborhood. (laughs) And it's always the same fucking pattern out of your house. And some people don't even turn different directions. They always turn left and they do that same pattern around their neighborhood while they train their dog. And they think their dog's doing great, really great. You know who really that happened to us and it happened during COVID? Because you couldn't go to places. We couldn't go. Canadian Tire wasn't even open. Yeah. I can't go take it to Canadian Tire. There was a lot of times during COVID, we weren't even open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just training uh, Gia. Yeah. And I thought, give her props. I thought Melissa did with her, well with her. And I she couldn't teach her down. I taught her down. But it was always in our neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And I was getting pretty proud of her. I was like, hey, she's doing good. I'm very proud of her. And it was a nice day. We said, let's take her to Port Credit. Things are just starting to open up. And we went to Port Credit, and she was a fucking disaster. <laughs> An absolute disaster because she got in the habit of always training in that in the neighborhood area, and she yeah. lost it. So whereas consistency is super important, you don't want br- to break the habit sometimes. You want to go in different areas and not just train in the same pattern around your house. You know, I was really good with that with, because uh, he was supposed to be my dog. Never got ammo. to keep him. I was really good with ammo because with ammo, right when I got him, I didn't even like, even for the first couple months, I didn't even start training him, but I would bring him just to get him used to walking on a leash. I'd bring him to, I remember driving him all the way to Streetsville and there was a little neighborhood. 
Not even in Streetsville. I just went in a neighborhood, parked the car, got out, walked around in some strange neighborhood. Yeah. The next day, I went over to Oakville, just over on the other side of Winston Churchill. I kept bringing them new places before I even trained them, just so we got used to, hey, I'm not going to just do this in front of your house. I'm not going to just do this on College Way where you always walk. Yeah. But be consistent with all the other stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, even how we hold the leash is important. Yeah. How you give the command, how you give the stay. And I, it's not only important, again, not only important that you're doing it right, you got to make sure your husband's doing it right. Yeah. I don't know if you have that problem. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's pretty good. He tries. I just he's don't think good. he does enough of it. He's, he's pretty good. I mean, his, his, his work schedule is... is I notice your yeah. mom always has to yell at your dad sometimes. I yell at my dad sometimes, too. My dad tries. My so, dad tries. And that just makes it so much harder, because yeah. think of the autistic kid in the blue plane and then the white plane. Yeah. It's so hard for them to generalize, okay, mom did it this way. Why dad? Why is dad saying it sideways? Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's so... Like, even yesterday, uh, I don't want to pick on her, because I seem to pick on her a lot. And I think she thinks I pick on her. Sometimes I pick on people in here not because I pick on them. I pick on them because I see such potential. I see more potential out of your dog. And if I can only get you on board, yesterday I gave Nova's mom shit because she commanded stay with the left hand. I said, why'd you do that? I've never, ever asked you to command stay with the left hand. Always the right. Because that's actually a totally different command to the dog. It literally is to me. Yeah. They don't generalize. You got to be consistent. I don't know what I'm going to call this podcast. Be consistent, but not sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But don't make habits in your training that are always the same. Yeah. I don't even know where I would get with that, too. Again, I'm super, I'm super, even with my own personal dog, I'm very, because you stop and sit. Yeah. And then down, sit, Nico, stand. In that order all the time. You got to mix it up sometimes. Yeah. And that's just because the consistency works so well for them, it creates anticipation. Yes. So you want consistency to make it easy, but you don't want consistency to get to any point where it's creating anticipation. Yeah. Like whenever we went around that dog park, her dog would almost automatically start running to that tree because it just became every time we go by the tree you ask, or the tree yeah. stump, you asked me to go sit on it. Well, I remember back when I was... When I started be, started as an apprentice in 2021, when we opened up here, and um, you didn't ha- uh, and and Artemis was was your demo dog because you didn't have Nico yet. Gio wasn't good enough. Yep, uh, yep. Bep, Bep was old and and at home and retired. So the the review class would show some like advanced like some intermediate and advanced stuff with Artemis, and it was always like the the downs in the same pattern and she would start to anticipate like i'd leave the room and she'd go down and it's like no no yes yes that that happens a lot um and again i'm i'm saying this but i'm guilty of it myself yeah i even find it with nico sometimes i'm always down sit stand no i gotta go stand and then sometimes down but sometimes heal right away and then down you know what i mean i gotta the but the basic things that you're doing that has to be consistent the way you you give the hand signal the way, like, even when the people point at the ground, I don't like that because, again, they don't generalize. They will make that hand signal from a down easier transition to when it's from in front. Yeah. So, uh, habit or, or consistency is one of the most important things, yeah. but you don't want habit that creates anticipation. That's yeah. how I'll explain that. Yeah. You don't want things to be so habit 
that anticipation of them running to the back door when I turn the toothbrush yeah. on, that's that's fine. Yeah. But it's if it's a habit that's going to hurt your training, yeah. if you're always, like you said, you walked away and you would automatically down when you left the room because yeah. you'd always done it in that order, yeah. that's no good. Yeah. And here's the other thing. They got another little tidbit on consistency. You find, and this has nothing to do with how you do it on your training session, you will find most of our advanced level dogs fail less on downs than they do on from a distance or whatever, blind, yeah. it doesn't matter. They will fail a lot less on downs than they'll sit, fail on sits and stands. Do you know why that is? Oh. It's because the rest of the day, the down is a way more prominent command in your day-to-day life. Yeah. Like, I don't mean training. I mean the other 23 hours a day where you're yeah. walking around with your dog, you just seem to use down a lot. If yeah. some company comes in the house, what do you say? Down. Yeah. Down. And if your dog's down, if you're going to do the dishes and you don't want the dog to bother you, you're going to put him in a down. So the d- down becomes a default command. Yeah. And they do it on their own. So th- even that, that's a good case where the consistency is good, but it's created an anticipation that yeah. that's the easy one. Yeah. I actually want to do more of the ones they're not good at. Yeah. I always find we'll do a round... 14 dogs back there. I'll do a round of downs. Yeah. Everybody downs, no mistakes. Yeah. Then I do a round of sits, 25% fails. Yeah. Or stands, 23% fails. Yeah. It's always the way it works. So it's very important with some things. That's why we always step with the same foot. That's why we always say the name on a station, action forward demand, no name on a stationary. All these things matter so much and make your life so easier for your dog. Oh, yeah. But then when it comes to the actual training, mix it up. Yeah. Well, even right now, like... um, I still do 30 minutes of training a day. It's different than what a lot of people's 30 minutes training a day because I can't go out for a 30 yeah, minute course. walk. Of right? course. You've got to um, belly up to here. Yeah. Um, but I'll do like I'll do a lot of stuff at home. and But the big thing is just being consistent about it. Right? Like um, like her, her, her downs, like her, her stands. Like she's really good at stands um, probably because we – Every, I mean, habit forming consistency, especially this time of year, we, we come into the apartment. Um, I tell her to sit. She sits, you know, take off her, take off her leash, take off her collar. Um, but it's muddy outside. So I need to, I need to wipe off her paws. So I tell her to stand and like, boom, stand, wipe off the paws. This is where the anticipation yeah. is actually a good thing. Yeah. Like a lot of people say, I can get my dog to stay when I feed him. I can't get him to stay any other time. I go, because yeah. you do that two times a fucking day, yeah. every day for the past six months. Yeah. So it's become an anticipation, yeah. and that's a good anticipation. Yeah, and if I if we go up into the apartment, I don't tell her to sit. She still sits right away. She knows when yep. to stand, right? Yep. Like, But sometimes it's it's I'm incorporating training into it as well, because I've just taken her out for bathroom, and it's like, okay. like My backyard when I had Beppe and, yeah. and Rogue was like, it was, I loved it because it was very foliage. It was almost like a campground. It wasn't, yeah. the grass wasn't very good because I had two dogs that would run around. Yeah. And they were habit formed to stop, and they'd only do that during the muddy weather. Yeah. They knew just to stop because dad's going to wipe off our paws first, and he's yeah. going to he's gonna get mad if we go tromping this in the house. So yeah. There's anticipation is good for certain things yeah and she knows that and then and then yeah and then there's like other things like we'll, we'll be in the house and and um you know I'll, I'll be like okay so you know where we've been hanging out for a while we're playing or whatever and then okay place like right just tell her tell her to place because you know the e-collar training whatever yep. or uh, or just down stay and just 
have her chill out for a little bit, and then okay, and then she can go around yeah, and do I, whatever. I mess yeah. with him a lot at, the, at Jack Darling, like the, you know that hill you come up, and then the, we always take the pictures of all the yeah, dogs yeah, yeah. on the thing. Sometimes I say place to him, sometimes I don't, and then sometimes I'll say place. But as he's running to it, just about before he's about to jump on it, Nico come, and he runs back to me just yeah. to say, "Hey, I'm gonna fuck with your head." Yeah, never, never guess it. Yeah. Um. What another great thing of where anticipation. Is the habit is a bad thing is the poker tell on the recall. Yes. Which I've already talked about this on recall, so I don't want to go deep into it. My biggest problem is when you reach in your pocket, every time you're going to call your dog for a treat, the dog will anticipate the hand in the pocket. I have that story about that dog where the owner said, I reached in to answer my phone and my dog came. Yeah. I go, because every fucking day you reach in your pocket to grab the treat before you say come. Yeah. That's where you do not want the habit. Yeah, I want that dog to see everything you do, just like a stay. And he only hears come. The only thing that makes him come is your voice, not any poker tell yeah. that you did. Very, very important. Um, uh, you and you know I like analogies. Yes. So let's go on where habit can be a bad thing. I mean, always going in the training session and. And even something as simple as hey, you're you're going to do your one down for every three sets. That's yeah. automatic. But uh, even when I was training my dogs around my neighborhood, I'd always come to a certain spot and do my first sit-stay there. Yeah. That's even bad. Yeah. That's no good. Uh, change, it's, maybe make it easier in the beginning, but now you got to change it up. And the changing it up thing, here's my analogy. Um, I just joined a new gym. Mm -hmm. I joined like, and I still belong to my old gym. I still love the old gym. But this gym here, they call it the Mecca of the North. There's like professional bodybuilders there. Yeah. Some professional bodybuilders moved to this area just to be by this gym. Oh, wow. Uh, the, I just saw a pro, Antoine, I can't remember his last name. He's like in the Arnold Classic next month. Yeah. He's going to be in the Arnold Classic. And yeah, I worked out right beside him the other day. He's the biggest man I've ever seen. He's from Montreal, but he moved here specifically to be by this gym. Yeah. That's how good this gym is. Now, my old gym is great, but even, and I was guilty of this even in my old good life. If it was chest day, this machine first, then this machine after that, or let's say I always do chest day, always flat bar on the incline press. Yeah. Then I'd move to dumbbells flies, and then I would do to the machine, and, and then yeah. I would do that, and it's always the same order, and the same four machines in that order your muscles get very adapted. Yes. The gym I go to now has more machines than they're all a little bit different. So now it's forcing myself to do different orders, different things. And it's actually, I can see it's working better because the body needs to adapt to changes. If your dog is always doing the same routine in the na same neighborhood, it gets very, bring them somewhere else, change yeah. it up. Yeah. Go spend a whole day where... You maybe don't do the same ratio of recalls. Let's do 10 recalls and no stands this time. Yeah. Tomorrow, don't do any recalls and do a bunch of stands. Yeah. Mess with their head. Mess with their head. That's where it's good. That's what we're going to call this episode. Consistency. The most important thing in dog training, but don't form anticipation habits. I don't know what I'm going to, yeah. something <laughs> like that. That's, it's, it's great. It's important. But some in some areas where it creates anticipation, where it becomes a stagnant training session. Yeah. That's what my training sessions became very stagnant on my muscle. If you go out and do the same repetitive things in the same areas all the time, it's going to be like not making my muscles grow. It's not going to, the dog's not going to get better. 
because it's just routine, routine, yeah. routine. It's the same thing every time. Yeah. So I don't know. Are we making sense with that? Consistency is so, yeah. important, but don't create habit where it creates bad anticipation. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what I'm saying. I don't know if the listeners know what I'm saying. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Okay, so thanks for doing this. It's good you came in. I was going to do a short one. 40 minutes. <laughs> Stupid. All the time. Um, I don't know if I want to do that. We always finish the podcast with this little... Interesting fact tidbits. Mm, that one's boring. <laughs> I really don't want to read a bad one. Let's see this one. The Saluki. You know what a Saluki is? I do know yeah, what a Saluki is. Yeah, they got is. long hair and stuff. Yeah. The Saluki is one of the world's oldest known breeds originating in the fertility. Fertile Crescent, whatever the hell that is. You know what the Fertile Crescent is? I thought they were Egyptian. Maybe it's... Originating in the Fertile Crescent. Dogs similar to the the Saluki were depicted as early as 7,000 BCE. Yeah. What is the Fertile Crescent? Did you just Uh, Google it? Yeah, the Fertile Crescent is a crescent-shaped region in the Middle East, spanning modern-day Iraq, Israel, Jordan, Lebanon, Palestine, and Syria. So close to Egypt. I knew the Saluki was around in other breeds like that, very Egyptian, in that yeah. hieroglyphics. Yeah. Like, there's pictures of them in the hieroglyphics, and that's what they mean. 7,000 BC yeah. people had these dogs. It's like, holy the, fuck. Similar to the, what is it, the Iberian? Afghan hound. There's the yeah. Afghan hound. Well, that must be Afghani, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of that. But that's kind of the same sort of region y area, sort of. Uh, Someone's going to yell at me for saying that, but... Yeah. It? Oh, it's the... Uh, a, a bison hound? Yeah, they're very yeah. very similar. They're all in that area. Yeah. So, again, that's one of the very first breeds yeah. of dog. That's Saluki. Pretty cool. Nice. All right, th- thanks for doing this, Narice. It's good. I can maybe have a little chance to eat before, before the next level class. Yeah. I uh, only got a half hour. Well, we've got a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can just let Nico run around a bit and get terrorized by Artemis. <laughs> Don't bother her too much. He wants to love her. He mm-hmm. really wants to love her, but he knows his ground with her. He yeah. knows. <laughs> I can't step my ground too much. She's going she's gonna to not like me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he tippy toes around her. He's so cute. Yeah. Okay, thanks for doing this, Narice. Yeah. Worked out well that you just came in. Anything else to add? Um, no. Be consistent but not to the point where it creates bad habits or anticipation. Anticipation bad, consistency good. Sometimes too much consistency can create anticipation, so there's a fine line there. All right, good podcast. Thanks for doing this. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Beyond the Leash podcast. We hope you learned something valuable today. For more information or to connect with Eric, check us out at beyondtheleash.ca. We'll see you next time.